gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Joshua Unangst, and we are diving into everything basketball-related, from trade rumors to injuries to positives to negatives. And I've got a really, really good topic of the day. I have something that I really want to talk about. It's reviewing the players now eligible to be traded. That's going to be saved for later in this episode. But yeah, we're just going to be breaking, we're just going to be breaking down the news around the league. We're going to, we have a lot of trade stuff I want to get into. We have a lot of injuries we got to get into. LeBron James, who could be traded. I'm just saying. Could be traded. And then him getting some huge NBA history. Monumental, if you think about it, him and one player have only been able to achieve this in their career, in their respective career. But yeah, before we get into that, let's just jump right into social media real quick. Nothing too fancy, but you know where to find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good social media places. Remember, Twitter.com slash CourtsayHeat, Instagram.com slash CourtsayHeat. NBA, Facebook.com slash Courtside Heat, uh, YouTube, YouTube.com slash Courtside Heat. I don't think there has to be that symbol or just to make your life easier, just go to YouTube, desktop or mobile, that's fine, and just type in Courtside Heat, all one word or separately, we will show up with no problems. We'll be the first thing, obviously. But yeah, remember guys, uh, for our two or for our 2K schedule, Monday, Thursday, and Saturdays, we're always getting out those 2K content for like the My Career and just our special episodes we come out with. My Career, Monday, Thursday, Saturdays, or just for in general 2K uh, episodes that would be like cool challenges, what ifs, or if we're going to talk about news, anything like that. Be at a YouTube channel, Courts of Heat, do not forget about it. Just go check it out now. Trust me, your phone lets you multitask by going to YouTube and listening to podcasts. I do it all the time. Um, we have NBA clips up there. We have live streams coming out now of NBA games. So how it works is we had the Boston Celtics versus Charlotte Hornets game. That was being taped. Then we had the Heat-Hawks game, the Suns-Memphis game. Those were all being live-streamed. I had that with with um, just a score, uh, scoreboard going, just giving you live updates. I know that other people have done that in the past. I wanted to give it a shot for people that could not always get to those live-streams or could not watch it through their TV provider or if they did not have a provider. So I wanted to do that. If you guys wanted to rewatch the Celtics Hornets one, that is a no go because I guess that violated the guidelines, the policy of YouTube, which they only out of a two hour stream, they took like less than two minutes. Like really, I don't even know why I violated. They told me I was being a scam. I'm I'm not like most live streams where I'm telling you to go to the link. All I said was. Here's the game. Listen to it. I didn't show the game. I just showed the scoreboard from ESPN, which many people do, and I gave the audio. Maybe it was the audio, but dead serious. They said it was a scam. Whatever. I got one of those community strikes. It was a warning, so it's not going to affect anything, but yeah. So we got the live streams going. We got the regular frequent channel uploads for 2K, the daily NBA clip content, 2K content, pretty much coming out a lot. But yeah, that's where we're at. So, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know where to find me. YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. We're jumping to Odyssey more. Remember, this is all YouTube. Uh, this is all Quartz Heat, I mean. So, 
That's where you can find us. And with that being said, I can't think of anything else. But if I do, I'll let you guys know. So let's just get into breaking news around the league. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, around the one-minute mark, there's going to be trades. There's going to be some great monumental accomplishments. Injuries, good, bad stuff, all stuff around. And I think where I want to start off at is John Collins. John Collins, yeah. He's been a very interesting name. I've talked about him a lot. I absolutely love John Collins. I'm not going to lie. I think yeah, I, I think that teams should pursue him. I thought the Suns should have pursued him. I know that in the end, it was just not going to work between us and him. But the Hawks, what the Hawks are doing to him now is he's the option that he's being put in is third the fifth. He's not the first option on that team, not the second option. He's the third, maybe third, but he's most definitely the fourth or fifth option on that team, which hurts. And this is a very good basketball player. He's very gritty, gutty. He can rebound. He can pass. He can shoot the ball very well. He's got a great size. He's very physical. Um, not always, but most of the times. Um, he, 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 if you ask him to do something, he will do it. And I saw that the 25-year-old, who's six foot nine, is really good. He's averaging 13 points, eight rebounds, and one assist per game in 31 minutes. It's not bad. His production is down, so I am going to say this in shooting. So there are pros and cons. While he's a really good basketball player, his production's down. But the reason why his production is down, he's just slumping, he's just sliding, is because the team's not utilizing him as he once was in this system for all the other head coaches that were here prior to Nick McMillan taking over. And you remember him being an interim after that one bum was fired and he became the full head coach after proving himself, taking him to the postseason and stuff. Um, so John Collins not really being used that much anymore. So that's why his production's dad's not because he's regressing or he's just being exposed. No, he's just regressing, I guess if you want to use that word. Not progressing, but regressing. Because the team's not utilizing him anymore. The team obviously wants to trade him. I think they're at a point. I think they're at a place now. Where both sides are crossing each other. And just saying look. It's time. Like they're letting him have representatives. To go seek out a trade. And there are four teams. That they're all interested in trading for the 25 year old. It's the Wizards. Pacers. Nets. And the Jazz. Those are the four key players right now. But Wizards, they want to get rid of Cal Kuzma. They don't, he doesn't really want to stay here anymore. They really don't think, they already know that he's just not going to fit here anymore. So they want to move on from him. I could see John Collins being traded uh, for Cal Kuzma. I could see that. I could 100% see that. And then I also see the Pacers, who could get rid of T.J. McDonald, uh, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, draft picks. So they got capital. They have assets. They may have some draft capital. They have may have some player capital. But they have assets nonetheless. So Pacers could do something like that. The Nets are more interesting. Who they would give up would be interesting. They do need help. Kevin Durant not being there. But that's just temporary. That's just not long term. So I get if people want to ride on, uh, ride on, uh, Kyrie Irving and everyone else for not stepping up. But come on, give them some time. I'm gonna talk about that within the next few days and weeks and stuff along those lines. But the Nets will be interesting. I can see them utilizing him. I can see Claxton being traded. If they're going to be as bold and say, well, can John Collins give us better value, more impact, just better results? Okay, maybe we could try to do something like that. And then we have the Jazz. 
the ever-rebuilding Jazz. Well, who are you willing to give up? I know you got some players on there. You also got some assets. I don't think it's going to be a lot. To, I don't think it's going to take a lot to get John Collins. I think a draft pick or two, maybe two second rounders, a first rounder, but that's pushing it. Well, depending on the year. If it's 2023 to 2024, 2023 is pushing it, but 2024, okay, 2025, that's acceptable and beyond. Second rounder, second rounders, okay, fine, give that up. Depend on the year for sure, but do it. I also do believe that John Collins is a good basketball player. He's not being utilized correctly, but I believe once he gets out of this system, this scheme that he's in, just this organization entirely, he could turn around his to just turn around his career. And I'm not saying it's in a negative way, but ever since he, because he's been battling injuries, he's not been playing a lot, right? But the Hawks never utilized him well, and they've always tried to trade him. Remember that this is once a guy back in 2019 who averaged 21 points, then went down to 17, then to 16 out of 13. So his productivity is going down, shooting-wise. Rebounds, it stinks, system at 7, system at 1, but very interesting. But I think John Collins getting him, he's not a franchise player, but he is a good second to third option. Most likely a good third option. Um, if you want to have, well, you can have, well, because, well, we're going to talk about scoring. Okay, if I was talking about scoring, you want to trim to the net, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, they're one and two. They're pretty much merging right there. They're just intertwined for one and two. Like, there's not a clear favorite. Ben Simmons, he's not—he's more a defensive guy. He's more for getting those rebounds. So I would have to say that your third option would be Collins. Then Simmons, maybe Claxton would come on in. Uh, you, Joe Harris, you got other guys. You got that one guy from the Jazz that I'm forgetting his name. Oh, never mind. Pierce? No, not Pierce. Pierce? Oh. I can't remember. That's all right. That's pretty much where we're at with John Collins and the Wizards, Pacers, Nets, and Jazz. Now, you want to know something that I saw was really interesting? You ready? The Lakers. And I'm not saying anything, but I'm surprised that no one's pulled the trigger yet. And I think, there are, I think they are going to pull the trigger. Now, let me let me say this. The Lakers are softening up on their first rounders. They're looking for rotation upgrades. That is why the Lakers have been discussing a trade with the Detroit Pistons that would send both Bojan Dogmanovic and Nurse Noel to the Lakers. The Pistons have insisted on a first-round pick in exchange for Bogdanovich, meaning that the Lakers would have to give in and move a future first to the Pistons. Los Angeles will also need to send players to Detroit to satisfy the salary-matching rules in a trade. Like I said before, the Lakers are on the lookout for rotation upgrades. Why do I say all of this? Could the Pistons be... Because Bogdanovich has a pretty big contract. Same with Noel. To a certain degree. But those are good rotational figures. Rotational pieces. They will help you win down the stretch. They'll give you some solid minutes. Some quality play. No doubt in my mind. I see you give up a first round pick for Bogdanovich. Maybe you give someone like... Nah, no, you keep Austin Reeves. Russell Westbrook's contract would be too big. But you try to work around there. You try to work around there. That, to me, is just very interesting. That whole thing is very interesting. Like, what would the Lakers have to give up Give up to get Bogdanovich and Ernst Noel? I, I don't know. 
Because I've not ran for those numbers yet. I've not ran for those scenarios, to be honest. But let's just take it at face value that they're able to get those two guys. Luis Bobadanovich. He's only 33 years old. He's only making for half a million. Right? But he's averaging 21 points per game. That's career numbers. 48% from the field. Second best career numbers. 2.8 assists. Career numbers. Rebounds are down, but he's always averaged around three. So, that's just his career average. Turn into a season. So, Bojan Ivanovic will be real good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying. And he's a, he's a forward. So, if you go over to the Lakers roster, and you're like, okay, what can the Lakers give up? Because you already know the first round pick's going to be brought up, and you know he's going to be gone. You just obviously know that. Could Thomas Bryant be on the move? Maybe. How how much do the Lakers value Bogdanovich and Nernst Noel? Could Beverly be on the move? Well, I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. How about Lonnie Walker, uh, the six? Okay, I can see that. So there are guys. How about to Juwan Descano-Anderson? I can see that. You also have Troy Brown Jr. You have Kendrick Nunn. You have Damian Jones, Sterling Brown, Wayne uh, Gabriel. So there are guys that could be traded because the money are the money's only going to come out to less than fifteen million. That we can all agree upon. Because for this season, I think it's only making three and a half million. I have to check again, but it's not that much. I would have to expect. That both players are under fifteen million combined in total. Pistons get a good Pistons get a good first rounder. The Lakers get a really good quality player. Forget Noah's Noel. If it was just straight first round pick for Bojan Davanovic, it's not bad. It's twenty one points right there, two assists per game, and some solid solid stretches when guys are injured or just taking previews. Um, before I get to the injury side, because I have a huge update for you guys who are Laker fans, or just, um, this player in general fans, why wow, they really didn't help, I'm gonna say this. So, you have the Lakers, who are interested in making trades, but what's in our Los Angeles team that's there? What's in our Los Angeles team? The Clippers. And guess who they're interested in? Mike Connolly. And I'm about to intertwine two separate pieces of news. So the Clippers are interested in veteran guard Mike Connolly. The Clippers announced not too long ago that John Wall has a abdominal strain. He will be reevaluated in two weeks, and Reggie Jackson is the backup point guard. As Terrence Mann became the starting point guard. We saw him ball out with Kawhi Leonard. Moves against the Rockets, but don't quote me on that. Reggie Jackson is now the backup point guard because he's just not doing that well. Well, you can trade Reggie Jackson for Mike Connolly. One's a lot younger. One can fit better in the Jazz's system. I, I, I think it could work. Why not? Why couldn't it work? Ray Jackson is gone. You have Terrence Mann, who's becoming a very, very solid basketball player who fits exceptionally well for this Los Angeles team. You have Mike Connolly, who can teach him things from a veteran perspective, from a veteran standpoint. And it could be this very, very good thing. I 100% believe that, okay, John Wall is down. Okay, now you have Ray Jackson, he's the backup, but Terrence Mann, and Terrence Mann is being sold right now. Okay, well, if we get Mike Connolly, then we can further the development and growth of Mann, and we can keep this flowing, so this way, there's no off-cycle, there's no off-momentum-killing possessions or anything like that. So Mike Connolly would be the backup, Terrence Mann would be the starter, let's just roll for that. Let's say man continues to perform as he currently is. That would work, and I believe that would boost the Los Angeles Clippers. Because it's very, very interesting to point out that 
Look, Mike Conley. I I said that the Suns should trade for Mike Conley. He he. I get it. That he's thirty five, but he's averaging ten points and seven and a half assists per game. He'd be a mentor to Terrence Mann. He could do a lot of those things. I, I really do believe that. I also do believe that his time in Utah is dwindling rapidly. To be blunt, I, I think that's fair to say. And if you check out the stats of Terrence Mann, who is 26 years old, are you ready? He came off a 31 point high of the season. He's averaging 8.8 points this season, 3.7 rebounds, and 1.9 assists. You bring Mike Connolly in, who may have to substitute for the starter for a little bit, but you're telling me you want to want to pick up on the passing on just keeping the circulation of the team flowing? Come on. You can help this guy evolve, and I don't think they're going to pass that up. In fact, I think the Clippers will pull the trigger on that deal, send a second rounder or whatever they want, to Utah to get Mike Conley so that the Los Angeles Clippers could get rid of Reggie Jackson, his time could be up, have someone a little more consistent, and be a mentor towards his younger player for the development and growth of him, I think that would work. I think that would work. I think Mike Conley would work. And the reason why I, I intertwined John Wall news and my calling news is because Ray Jackson's back a point guard. Things are just not working out. He's been benched lately uh, in recent memory. And I think that Terrence Mann could benefit more from a guy like Mike Connolly. Just my unbiased opinion. Because Reginald Sean Jackson <laughs> is 32 years old. Mike Conley is only three years older, but his productivity is better. Sure, Ray Jackson has a point more in shooting, but his assists are way down. Way down. That's just a fact. He's only having three assists per game. There's a four assist difference. Plus, his shooting percentage has gone down. Like, um... He's a 41%. Now, what was Mike Conn on? What was my? I saw Mike Conn was in the 50%. No, I'm sorry. His is 38%. Okay, so there's a 3% difference. But I get there's, there's the age difference, but it's only for years. And seeing guys like him, especially point guards, have a longer longevity in, in their careers... I, I honestly do believe that Reggie Jackson is not benefiting Terrence Mann. And if you want to talk about benefiting Terrence Mann in this team, then you go to Mike Connolly. And I say you pull the darn trade off. You try to get the, pull the trigger, pull the trade off, and you do it right and you do it smart. And how much would it be to get Mike Connolly? A second rounder? Second rounder Reggie Jackson? Done. I would do that. I would do that without hesitation. If I was a general manager, I said you could have Mike Connolly for Ray Jackson and a second round. I'm like, where's the stinking papers? I would love to have that. I would love to have that. I would love to have that trade possibility. And in my 2K experience, with my infinite knowledge in that area... I have done those trades before, and I've never regretted them. Now, in 2K, you can just undo by restarting your franchise or whatever you're playing, and you could just do it differently, but in, in the real world, you can't do that. Anyways, I'm a master in 2K when it comes to pulling off trades and building teams. And I think it can translate pretty well to a real-life organization. Trust me on that. So that that's for a matter of Mike Connolly, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, John Wall. Not very really much John Wall. We, 
But okay, if I, if you guys don't remember, because I know I've, I went on a tangent, a little bit of a rambling about Rage Jackson, Terrence Mann, Mike Connolly, different scenarios like that, and somehow mixed in 2K. That's my gamer side. You're welcome. The Los Angeles Clippers did announce that John Wall has a abdominal strain, ab strain, and will be reevaluated in two weeks, which came out like two or three days ago. I said, ah! Yeah, two days ago. Stage 17th, probably came out on the 15th. Yeah, two days. So that's where they're at. And by the way, John Call has not been playing. John Wall had not called Wall. John Wall has not been bad this season. For being off for two plus years and being 32 and trying to come back for all these injuries and stuff, getting 11 points and five assists per game off of 40% from the field is really good in 22 minutes. I'm not going to lie. This is actually a really good season for John Wall. All things being considered about his career and taking time off and injuries and all of that jazz. Actually pretty impressive. So, kudos to him for turning around his career. Even though that he was making all this guaranteed money while sitting at home and just hanging out with friends and family and doing whatever he did, right? So, we've covered some of the biggest news with McConnelly, with Wall, with the Pistons and Lakers, with John Collins. Now, I'm going to get you something that actually surprised me. And many people don't think of him because he plays on the stinking San Antonio Spurs, but Jacob Plout. Yes, if you guys have been keeping up with my NBA 2K23 My Career Series, where I'm on the San Antonio Spurs, Josh Phoenix on the San Antonio Spurs, hello, that's me. We have a teammate that goes by Jacob Plout. And let me tell you, he is a beast of a player in-game, in the video game, but in real life, he's also the same caliber beast. And I'm not kidding you. This is a seven foot one beast who's only 27 years old, averaging 12 points, nine rebounds, and three assists per game in 26 and a half minutes. I think that his time could be up with the Spurs. Sorry for that dramatic pause, but I forgot the team. Ugh, my brain. But Jacob Plout has been drawing lots of trade interest, and I do not know any of the teams. I do not know what's going to be happening exactly. All I do know is this. He's drawing lots of trade interest. He is said to become an unrestricted free agent in the summer. The Spurs could offer him a four-year, fifty-eight million start, a fifty-eight million extent, uh, a fifty-eight million dollar extension now, but the talented center is expected to get bigger offers in free agency. My estimate between seventy to seventy-five million for four to five years from other teams, if not traded, but goes unrestrictedly into free agency. The, the center is expected to get bigger offers in free agency, and the Suns. I'm sorry, not the Suns. The Spurs are in position to have top odds in the 2023 NBA Draft Lottery if they come away with the chance to select Victor Wembanyama. 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 Victor Wembanyama. Yami. Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. I'm just gonna go fast. Sorry if I mispronounced his name. I botched it several times, but it's alright. Look, if the team comes away and they're able to select the, th this unicorn, who in my opinion is a unicorn, who is all-round player offensively and defensively, many people see Ply as the ideal frontcourt partner for the talented young big man. Here's two big men that are very talented, respectfully talented in their respective positions and what they're going to be asked to do. So if the Spurs tank enough or the Spurs fall enough because they're trash, just are when you're rebuilding. You got rid of Devontae Murray, and if you want to go down that path too and you don't want to pay him all that money, go ahead. But I think it could work. You, If you want to have a complete and utter rebuild, and you want to go down the same path that you took with DeJounte Murray, you trade him. But then if you don't, and you want to say, well, we'll hold on. Okay. 
Okay, well, hold on. And now you're able to keep him, get Victor Wemiami, or screw Henderson. But let's just focus on Victor real quick. Paul on him would be a dangerous front court. That would be one of the most lethal front courts in, in America. Internationally. I'm just speaking. And nationally, internationally, it does not matter. And that's my honest, humble opinion. That's where we're at. So it just depends how the Spurs view their season going, how they view the player, how much money they want to put into them, what's the realistic chance of them coming away with the possible coming away with the first overall pick to get Victor Miami. I don't know. I don't know. Like where do you value him? And that's what we have to ask. They lost yes they lost on Sunday to the Kings. They're 13 and 31. They're 14th in the Western Conference. They're only three games better than the Rockets. And they are um well, let me check. They're only a game better. Than the Pistons and Hornets. So you're better than three teams. So you have to keep tanking. At this point just keep tanking. At this point just keep tanking. That is my advice. My my advice would be this. And this is how I feel. Because I like Jacob Plout. And I'm not biased just because of my little 2K series. That I'm going right now. And you can check that on YouTube. I find it very fascinating about this. And here's my take. Here's my unbiased take. You re-sign Jacob. You get Victor. If you're able to get Victor, re-sign Jacob. Do not become an unrestricted free agent. You could offer him a $58 million extension for four years right now. You lock him up. You say, look, big fella, lock you up for four years. You're going to get paid. And even though... That you could be expecting bigger offers in free agency. Resign with us. Maybe we'll give you some more incentives. $5 million in incentives or however you want to do it. We'll give you that. Maybe a little signing bonus. And boom, bada, bang. You'll be playing, playing next to Scoot Henderson or Victor Wemiyami. But I love Victor Wemiyami. He's the number one. He's the first overall pick. Number one by far. It's not even close. He's dominating his matchups against so many people internationally and nationally. Against Scoo Henderson. It does not matter. I've seen the guy play. He's very talented. He's huge. He's built tough. And my goodness, if he gets more muscle mass, he could be the next LeBron James in turn of longevity and just physicality. Speaking of this era and this era alone of basketball, I think that LeBron James would be inferior to Victor Wemiami. Make fun of me all you want, but I think Victor Wemiami is better than LeBron James. Honestly. The way he's playing right now, he's 100% better than LeBron James. Victor Wemiami is better than LeBron James right now. And if that translates and pans out in NBA, and just goes far beyond, I believe that everyone would be considering me right, and everyone who's not considering that, they are wrong. But I think for sure you can see that. I wouldn't see why not. I wouldn't see why not. And real quick, I'm going to shift gears. So just to wrap this up before I shift gears, of course, resign Jake Plout. If he wants to come back, re-sign him. Only if you get the chance to sell Victor Wamiyami. If not, you can't get a chance to draft him. Or you're only coming in at number 30. Trade him. Try to get some young assets. Young players. Some draft stock. Whatever. Because go on the John DeMurray route. Get some draft picks. Get some younger players, whatever you want to do with him, and see how much you squeeze out. And he's able to lock up a huge contract, a huge deal, with his newly traded to team. But that's where I'm at. That's just me. Real quick. I have no idea who this NBA insider is. But this quote-unquote NBA insider said this. 
that the Cavaliers should trade Evan Mobley for LeBron James. I want to find that NBA insider and punch him in his stupid face. Or her stupid face. I don't know. I don't know who it was. And I didn't care. Like, what kind of moron do you have to be to say, well, trade Evan Mobley, a key franchise player who can help you longer than LeBron James can help you if you gave him four more years with this organization. Yeah, just go tear down your franchise chemistry and bond within the locker room and how they're translating that through the production of on, on the on-court. On-court. Yeah, but go trade Evan Mobley for LeBron James, who may or may not want to come back to the Cavaliers because he wants to play with his son, and there's been rumors that he wants to finish his career with the Lakers. But by my all means, let's say, let's go advise the Cavaliers to trade Evan Mobley, a franchise peaks, a franchise cornerstone player, for LeBron James. I get it that he's one of the greatest of all time players. He's one of the GOATs. That he'll be finishing top five in the GOAT conversation. He's not better than Kobe. He's not better than MJ. He's not better than uh, Bill Russell. He's not better than a lot of these guys. I don't even think he's better than Will Chamberlain, but that's a different conversation. It just depends how you view him. just depends how you view him. But they say, oh, well, the Lakers will be happy to get that kind of piece. Because now they have a franchise player in Evan Mobley. But why would you want the Cavaliers to risk their franchise and success for the next 10, 12 years just so you can have a valuable name that's dwindling down? Even though his production's not going down, at some point he is. He's not superhuman. Even though I believe he is. And I respect LeBron James for that. But you do not do that. I would rather take the guy who we're building chemistry around. With Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. All those guys who's bonding together, growing together, adapting together. And winning games together. And who are going to be a franchise winning in the playoff team. Winning many games in the regular season, many winning, winning many games in the postseason. I would not give that up. Why would you give that up? It's stupid. It is beyond stupid. I'd rather have a guy who's gonna be star studded in this league, and for your team, for the Cavaliers. For the next 10 to 12 years, than the guy who's just gonna be retiring in three to four. Who in their right mind would do that? Nobody. Unless you have a brain the size of a walnut. And I don't mean to come down harshly on this quote unquote NBA insider. And no disrespect to him or her. I have no idea what this person's name is, and I do not care. All I care is that we're saying. Trade Evan Mobley for LeBron James. LeBron James and Evan Mobley. LeBron James and the Cavaliers. It's over. They're done. The second run, it's over. I, I don't get that. I honestly don't get that. Yeah. I just can't believe that NBA Insider actually believes the Cavs should consider trading Evan Mobley for LeBron James. Woo, buddy. I just do not get that at all, guys. I, I really don't. And I hate incompetency. I don't get incompetency. I don't, I, 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 I really, really, really do not get that, but whatever, but when I saw that, I had to bring on to today's podcast episode, I just had to bring on to Tuesday's edition, why, because I have to point out stupidity before it gets worse, before it spreads to even more people, so for this NBA insider, 
to say the Cavaliers should trade Evan Mobley for LeBron James. I just need us all to realize how stupid that is. We just need to wake up and smell the roses. Wake up, have a little slap in the face, a little pat, and just wake up. Like, who in their right mind would want to trade for LeBron James, who only been in the league for three to four more years? Who wants to finish his career in L.A.? Trade Evan Mobley, who will probably finish his career in Cleveland. Like, who even thinks about that stuff? Who brings that up? Oh, my. I, I sometimes believe that people just always think big names will give them championships. And it's not always the case, my friends. Uh... I'm pretty sure this quote-unquote insider has no idea how the NBA works or what the Cavaliers are made of. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in that one. But staying on this trend of the Lakers and LeBron James and stuff like that, we already covered one injury in John Wall, but I got some positive news, and that's for my Laker fans. Oh, it's pardon me. This is for my Laker fans and for people that want positive news. Anthony Davis could return a couple of games before the All-Star break. How exciting would that be? This is a guy who was once considered to be an MVP race before going down with an injury. I know he's like glass. He showers like one. He's not very durable. It's like the glass from Ikea. Trust me. Mm. It's like that sugar glass, whatever they call it, candy glass, whatever. But when's the All-Star break? All-Star break, NBA. That is February 19th. So that's in a month and two days. So he can return in a month. And for the Lakers, that is very promising. And for the Lakers, they have nothing really else promising going right now. Now, are they... Did they beat the Rockets yesterday? Yes. But can anyone beat the Rockets? Yes. That's why they're 0-10 in their last 10. Let's just be honest. But that would be some good news for the Lakers. I'm not denying that. It'll be interesting to see how he performs once he returns. I know he's going to have to shake off the cobwebs, get himself back into that mentality, back into that shape, back into that flow and rhythm of the game. Because he was out. he's going to be out for at least two months. Once he returns, since he's sitting out for almost a month, right? So it's going to be very interesting, guys. Not going to lie. I'm actually pretty excited about that one. Even though I'm a hard critic of Anthony Davis, it's going to be interesting to see. But now, if I'm the Lakers in the pen, so if I'm the Lakers and I've turned around the season, okay. If I'm the Lakers and I've turned around the season, I, wouldn't prob I probably wouldn't play him. Before officer break, I'll let them have more time. Now, if you're really struggling, same case. I don't know. It just depends how he's reacting, if any setbacks are going to occur, anything along those lines. And lastly, with LeBron James and the Lakers, I didn't want to get to this. Props to LeBron James for being the second player in NBA history to get 38,000 points in their in their career. The first being Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but to get 38,000 points in a career is very phenomenal, it's very spectacular, and pretty much uncomprehensible besides two Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and LeBron James. So very, 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 very exciting to say the absolute least. And guys, with that being said, we've covered... All of the breaking news for today's podcast episode, so you know what that means. We are jumping in, we are strolling by, we are walking into our topic of the day. And what did I say in the beginning, guys? If no one can remember what I said in the beginning, what I said in the beginning was this. We're going to be reviewing all the players that are not eligible to be traded and that on, on many levels that excites me 
And also, I have to check that real quick. Um, also, um, this also the same guy that's this same insider who I'm convinced doesn't know anything about NBA. Same insider said Cavaliers should trade Evan Mobley for LeBron James. I hope it wasn't talking about this season because Bobby Marks two days ago said. There are nine players who have an extension restriction and are eligible and eligible to be traded. LeBron James makes the list. So this person is pretty much a tool. Anyways, going through. Trade restrictions have now been listed, lifted for these following players. Nicholas Claxton, Cody Martin, Zach Levine, uh, Vlaco Kansar. Kansar? Hold on. I, I, I don't know how you say his name. Hold on, give me a second. Vlaco, hold on. It's a, I believe this is a Croatian name. But I'm not too sure. I, uh, how do you say the name? Like, is anyone going to tell me how to pronounce Pronunciation. Hold on, give me a second, guys. I'm going to try to get this. Huh? Huh? What? Hold on. Is this it? I'm trying to click on it, guys. Oh, my gosh. This may not be working. I, 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 I honestly do not know how to pronounce this name. How to pronounce dot com. Can you tell me how to pronounce this? Vlad Kotsansa. What? Vlad Kotsansa. Vlad Kotsansa. Vlatko Kankar. Vlad Kotsansa. Vlanko Kansar. Vlatko Kankar. I have no idea which one's right. You know what? Vyko over here. Whatever his name. I have no idea. Okay, you know what? Denver's player. He, uh, I'm sorry, I, I can't pronounce her names, and that's one of them. But he's one of them that trade restrictions have now been lifted. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, Kevon Looney, Nicholas Batoon, Amir Coffey, Ty Jones, Dwayne Dedman, Victor Oladipo, Bobby Portis, Jordan Oram, Mitchell Robinson, Lou Dort, Muhammad Bamba, uh, DeAndre Ayn, Joseph uh, Nurek. Um, oh, I, I bought that. Nurch, uh, Anthony Simons, Chris Boucher, Chris Boucher, and Bradley Beal. Okay. So, obviously, I think the most notable guys that could be getting traded. Zach Levine has come up. Like, he could be forced his way to the Lakers. I've heard many interesting theories on that. I'm not going to dive too heavily into those today. But I've heard some interesting stories, some interesting theories. Kevon Looney, I don't think he's going to be traded. Nicholas Claxton, the guy who's saying that the Nets could trade for John Collins, depending on how they view him and depending on how much they give up. But I think Zach Levine could be traded if he's actually going to legitimately force himself, force his way to the Lakers. I think Nicholas Claxton could be traded in a package for John Collins. Cody Martin. Eh, for the Hornets. I think there's a high probability of him staying. Uh, Kankar here. In Denver. I, I honestly don't know. Maybe for cash, con cash considerations. Or. Pick. Honestly guys. I, I, I never really even heard of him. Well, I'm looking him up. Like is he a rookie? He's 25 years old. Been here since 19. Averaging 5 points per game, 2 rebounds, and 1 assist. He's playing 14 minutes per game for the Nuggets. I've never seen this guy. What? Okay, okay. I, 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 I don't know. He has 3,730 followers. I know no one cares, but I'm just looking this up. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I can't see anyone really trading from us for cash. 
Kavanaloni, uh, no. I, I think the Warriors will continue to hold on to him, especially if there's like injuries. But I think he's coming into his own player. He's he's going to be voted to be an All Star. Deshaun Tate for Houston, man, could a team want to trade for Deshaun Tate? He's twenty seven. He's averaging six points, free free rebounds, and free assists per game. His career stats are 11, 5, and 2. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't see him getting traded, but I guess anything possible? Oh, hold on. What were the trade rumors? Now back in twenty back in two uh back in December nineteenth of twenty twenty two, Rockets were looking to trade uh Deshaun Tate. I don't know if if like there's like I know clutch fans are saying they should trade him. Uh, NBA Analysis Network saying to trade him. I don't know, but it's not like the Rockets want to trade him. I wouldn't trade him either. It's not that bad. Nicholas Batum, Amir Kafi. Could the Clippers realistically trade him? Sure. Do I think they are? Probably not. Like, to trade Amir Coffee would just be trying to get some free cash and maybe a draft pick. Like, Amir Coffee's not bad. I just, I, 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 I don't know. And I'm trying to see if there's any trade rumors for Nicholas Batum. Here's the thing. Charlotte... They're stuck with this huge con. Wait. This. I, I, the Clippers. I, I don't know. There's really been no. Like in 2022, in June, 20, June 30th of 2022, the Clippers resigned him to a two year contract. So I don't think they're moving off of him. I just want to keep Amir Coffey. Tyus Jones probably going to stay with Memphis. Dwayne Dedman and Victor Oladipo. Don't think Victor Oladipo is going to go anywhere. I don't know. Because here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. Um, players that have a veto power on any trade, Victor Oladipo's in there. Udonis Hazlum, Hazlum and... Victor Oladipo from Miami has that veto power. So, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Honestly? I, I don't know. I can't see him getting traded. I just couldn't. Uh, there are some possibilities, so that's a maybe. I'm not going to go a hardcore guess or no, but I'm going to do a firm maybe. Bobby Portis, no, I can't see him being traded. Jordan Nora, maybe. Mitchell Robinson, I said I'm going to hold on to him. He's not a bad big man. He uses physicality and uses his length and just who he is for rebounds. He's not bad. Not always healthy, but when he is healthy, he's not too bad. Lou Dort, obviously not going anywhere. I think it would be ludicrous for them to do so. Mohamed Bamba, maybe. But he's actually not been that bad for Orlando. Uh, Dylan Drain couldn't see Phoenix, even though there's been a lot of trade rumors popping up. And I've actually advocated for them to trade him, depending on that. Go listen to the one episode of Breaking Down the Phoenix Suns, Making You Uncomfortable, whatever it's the label. But break, we broke down the Phoenix Suns. Everything yeah, you didn't want to hear, we told you. I've listed in certain scenarios where it would make sense to trade Dylan Drain. With that being said, I don't think the Phoenix Suns will be trained DeAndre. I don't know if that would make the most sense right now. I don't want to right now, anyways. Uh, Nurchik, he's been playing very well for Portland. I can't see that. Anthony Simons, can't see that. Chris Bosher, maybe? Can't really see that. <coughs> Sorry. I, I just can't really say that either. I really can't. I really, really can't. Right, because he's 30 years old, six foot nine, nine points, five rebounds, and a half assists. It's not the worst in the world. 
It's been here since 2017. 2017 played a game for the Warriors. He's been with Toronto ever since. So I have a feeling that he's just going to be sticking around. I have a feeling that he's just going to be staying with Toronto. His deal ends. Then Brad Beal. Hmm. I can see Brad Beal being traded. I can see Brad Beal being traded for sure. I think it will be a mutual agreement. I think it will be a mutual agreement to trade him. I honestly do believe that. And I'm not just saying that to say, I honestly, I honestly do believe that. I, I could not see, huh. I couldn't see, I couldn't see him trying to get rid of him, but maybe, maybe he's going to try to force his way to Los Angeles. And real quick too. Um, even though it just came up on the 15th, for yesterday, Isaiah Joe came available, Pat Content's coming available tomorrow, and Kendrick Williams is coming available on the 20th. So, those are just free players that will be joining the group of guys whose trade restrictions are now been listed, lifted. Huh. It's just for fun, guys. Here the nine players that have an extension restriction and are eligible to be traded. Uh, Dean Wade, Mac Kleber, Nick, uh, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, Andrew Wiggins, Cole Anthony Towns, Larry Jr., TJ McCollum, Devin Booker. Um, here are a group of players that have veto power on any trade. Kessler Edwards, Derek Jones, Theo Pinson, Rodney McGregor, McGregor, sorry, can't pronounce his name. Andre Godala, Victor Oladio, and Udonis Hazam. Hazam. And here are players that have to, that must consent that they have no veto power. Wesley Matthews, Serge Ibaka, Javon Carter, Nathan Knight, uh, Ryan Arcagano, Mike Muscala, James Harden, DeAndre and Bismarck Biombo, Drew Eubanks, and Bradley Beal. And all this information can be found out through Bobby Marks on his Twitter page. I actually recommend it because um, it gets you really good. I've always gotten a lot of information from him when it comes to financials and just all that technical stuff and just breaking down that kind of stuff. That makes sense. Like all the free agency. Like when it comes to money, contract stuff, just go to him. Trust me. He'll already have a broken down and ready to go. Yeah, it's Bobby Marks. Things like at Bobby Marks 42. So go check him out. I highly do suggest that. And that that's pretty much it. Like uh, reviewing the players that are now eligible to be traded, that can't be traded, that have veto power, that don't have veto power. Look, I think it's a little too early to start making predict predictions. I think some easy ones could be DeAndre and Brad Beal, Nicholas Nicholas Claxton could be traded for John Collins. I can see that, or just trade in general. So there are when you're reviewing these players and who are now eligible to be traded, I think it makes a lot of sense to look at that because I think you could see a lot of those players being traded, not traded. And as crazy as it may sound, it's just a cold hard truth. Some players will be traded for nihilists and some players won't. Or majority will won't and majority will. It's just how it rolls. But I don't think Brad Bill will be traded when it comes to the dead on. I could be wrong, but I have to get more of a feel. Right now, we're telling these rumors, a little gut feelings, and just these little conversations. I want the hardcore stuff, and I'm going to try to find that out. Don't worry, I will. And I'll keep you guys posted, but... Right now, I think we're just having interest. We're just having speculation and rumors. Right now, nothing's concrete. And nothing right now is really saying, Oh, they're going to go after him. Oh, that's going to work. Oh, this is going to work. So, guys, in my personal, unbiased opinion, that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't think Brad Bill will be getting traded. I don't think Bobby Ports will be getting traded right now. I don't think the Iranians going to be getting traded right now. 
And I know a lot of people are looking for some players to get traded. And I know that could be frustrating, but I'm not looking at that right now. We have those that be traded. So it's got to make a trade, but I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. And guys, with that being said, this is all I got for today's podcast episode on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Unless it's raining where you're at, then just bear with it. Unless you like the rain, like some sick freak. Because everyone knows in Arizona, we don't get a lot of rain. So you got to be a sick freak to like rain. Because it because that's just the Arizona mentality. I'm not even kidding you. Like, every time it rains, I'm like, oh, it's cold. Oh, when will it stop? We're in the 50s now. I cry like a little baby because it just rains. While people down uh, where it rains a lot are like, oh, this is just a normal man up. Just suck it up. Me? No, I can't. I can't deal with rain. So that's just my personal problem. Anyways... Have a really good rest of your weekend. I'll see y'all on Friday. I'll see y'all Thursday for the 2K, but for the podcast, Friday and Saturday. Until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your Tuesday. And with that being said, peace. You know where to find me.